Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy and we're here to bring you all the action from day two of the Natsu Basho in Tokyo 2021, May. They're all the facts we need, right? <laughs> I think so. It's Monday. That's it's Monday. Fact. That's an, I missed that. I had the day off work, which was lovely. I got to luxuriate in being home and, and watching some sumo. <laughs> Just getting up at 10am and watching it uh, right from the start. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I slept longer than that. <laughs> Little secret. I'll let you all in on. I had a big sleep. Which means I've got heaps of energy right yeah, now. Yeah, right. <laughs> While I went to work and I'm flagging. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely buggered, but I will carry on. I'll persevere. Here we go. There were uh, some lower division bouts we're going to... Well, we saw Tomokaze. Mm -hmm. He won today at Sundame 88. Is this the start of something? I think well, so. <laughs> literally it is. It's his first bout of this basho and he won. That's great. We're keeping an eye on Hagiwara. Another pianist. Well, Tomokaze, great pianist. Hagiwara. Great link. I Jim love that. I was particularly moved by his uh, performance of List as featured in our pre-basho episode. I actually have a question for you. On the weekend, yep. I always thought it was Tinkle the Ivories, but no, someone said to me, Tickle the Ivories. Tickle the Ivories. Is it Tickle? It's Tickle. Right. Tinkling because the... Tinkle, beautiful noise, you yeah, know. It's Tickle the Ivories. But I mean, either way, it's a very... Uh, disrespectful term for a piano player. <laughs> I always liked it. I thought it was a, a playful way of doing it, but that's because I thought it was tinkle. <laughs> and the piano's giggling while you tickle it. Yeah, well, I hate being tickled, so tickle the ivory is actually nightmare-inducing <laughs> to me. I never want to say that again. Nobody ever say that. Did anyone else out there think it was tinkle the ivories? I just have to know. But, I mean, tinkle, it's another word for we, so now, now it's just, like, all wrong. Anyway. Let's move on. Hagiwara. Unfortunately, he lost at Sundame 7. We saw Abi yep. back in black. We won't play the theme today, but you know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, he won, but our big favourite boy from Hokkaido, Hokuseiho, lost. He was against the very small and rotund Shiba who got a Morozashi, picked Hokuseiho up no and mean pancaked <laughs> him. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a hard man to move. Yeah, but he did look, we were talking about how he kind of looks a bit awkward and he did look awkward today. Yeah. Tachiya is awkward for him. Yeah. Just by default because he's so massive. He's big. And as we said, the puppet strings are still tightening up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's move on to Jurio though. Yes, we saw Oho. So he's down the bottom of Jurio. He lost again today. So he's 0-2. I mean, we're keeping an eye on him, of course. Um, not a great start for him, but on the flip side, Bushozan, who we do love down at Jurio 14, got his second win. That was great to see. We're going to check in today on Kodoshoho because he is looking heaps better, which is good news. He easily threw Sadanaumi today, Kodanage, and yesterday he withstood the initial strong attack of the informed Takagenji and beat him as well. So good to see Kodoshoho retaining some form. Seeming like he's getting over that injury that put him back down in Jurio. Absolutely. Yutakiyama, he backed it up today. He was all over Azamaru and took him out. Yuri Kiri just looking stronger. Yeah. I mean, is this a confidence thing for him? Is this what he needs right now? Or does he need some quality opponents? No, no, he needs the confidence. He needs confidence. Okay. <laughs> I'm on board. Then it came to Enho and Ura. So it was the second last bout of the day. Enho, he muttered. Is that, can you say that as a verb like that? I guess you can in this day and age. Muttered. His right hand was extended for a face slap and it sort of just hung in the air as, as he did the mutter. So he was sort of really showing what he was keen to do. The second touchy eye, he didn't slap. They went chest to chest 
and Enho, he actually almost shoved Uda out, but Uda resisted, even with his uh, dodgy knees, and was able to swap their position, and it was Enho who stepped out. But on the replay, and even at the time, you could see that the way that Ura actually forced him out was using his arm and using the elbow, and he grabbed it straight away, Enho. I mean, these arm locks normally force a ricochet to give ground straight away. Yep. But you could see the elbow bent back here. Yep. And some pretty troubling reports from Enho after. Yeah, so he was nursing it as he walked out, and he said in his, oh, as he walked out, that he could hear noises from it, which yeah. is... you shouldn't be hearing noises yeah, from it. Yeah, whether it's a ligament or a, it's that overextension perhaps and something, a uh. ligament got pulled too far or something, but he looked in a whole lot of pain. I can't imagine that he'll be back for a while. Well, I mean, it was straight after the bout. It could have been, you know, it's hard. You've got to let an injury settle before you know what's exactly going on. It could have just been a strain... Fingers crossed here because an elbow injury can be tragic for a ricochet. Yeah, and especially someone like him who needs to push and shove with his arms and move around. So Not, yeah. not really what we wanted to see out of this bout today. No, and it was a shame that it was the bout with Ura, I think, because we were looking forward to, to that being a sort of a better one that it ended up being. And it's not great that Ura feels like he, he caused that injury. Anyway, we'll see what happens with it, of course. The final bout of the day in Jurio, Tokushoryu, he won over Chiona Or, which takes him to two and zero. But I, I talk about this bout mainly because I have noticed that Tokushoryu also has a new Mawashi colour. It's a kind of maroni brown or maroony brown. Well, I mean, we, we have gone into some detail on the different shades of brown, but again, why are we working in this end of the colour palette? <laughs> you know, everybody's gone to the brown. Yeah, it's, it's no the good. cool, as you said, the autumn colours in um, in spring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> spring and summer. In summer. Yeah. Uh, but a good start for Tokushoryu at Jurio 2. He's it's two in a row. Yeah, good, good on, on him. him. <laughs> <laughs> in, in concert. We, we agree. <laughs> concert from the Sumo Mainichi crew. Ishiura came up against Chiamaru in the first bout of Makuchi today. And Ishiro being a little bit tricksy, it's what he was trying to do yesterday to Kaisei, but this time it worked. He stepped to the left of Chiamaru's initial charge at the Tachiai, got behind him, a hand on the belt, and took Chiamaru out from behind, or Kuridashi. It was pretty easy. Now, I called this yesterday that I feel that this basho is the Okuridashi, or the rear push-out yep. basho. Well, let's see if there's some more today. Let's see it. Because we've seen quite a few already. So Ishiura, he is one and one. Chiamaru is the same score. Akua stepped up on the doyo next against Chiataru. Akua survived the Chiataru opening attack, which we know to be so deadly. But on the counterattack, he threw himself at Chiataru just too hard. Chiataru stepped back. He let old man gravity do the work here and he guided Akua to the dirt. That's 2-0 for Chiataru. Akua 0 and 2. Yeah, he had to rely on the Hatakikomi, but that's fine. Couldn't do it going forward, did it going back, yeah. just as effective. <laughs> it's the first time these two have met. Chiatari, he has one on the board against Aqua, and in the Basho, he has two on the board. He's got two wins, Chiatari. Aqua has two losses. Well, Kaisei wasn't super awake in his bout against Daiomami. Daiomami went to the left straight away at the touchy eye, got... Behind Kaisei, do you know what's happening here? Okuri dashi time. Yep, it certainly is. He pushes him up from behind Kaisei. That's his first loss, so he's 1-1. Daimami 1-1 as well. well. I mean, we do need to talk about Okuri dashi. It's a very unbecoming kimarete. Mm. Mm. As in, it can't feel good 
when you know your opponent's behind you and all you see, you just see the exits. Yeah, that's right. I'm almost surprised it doesn't happen more often. When I first saw it as a kimarite, I thought, oh, this must happen all the time. You know, you're always pushing your opponent from the side. You're always trying to kind of get them off balance. So I thought maybe ducking around to the back was more (laughs) of a technique than it actually seems to be. Yeah, well, very hard to do when some of these boys are so wide. Well, I suppose. Uh, (laughs) No room. Both of these rikishi moved to 1-1, as you said. Next up, Kōroeko versus Akisayama. Youth versus experience, in my opinion. Youth? Is he young? No, I mean, it's the... The, the feeling of the youth. Feeling the of body youth. of youth. How old is Kotoweko? He'd be like 28. 26? Something about that. I you can you can look it up while I'm doing this one. Kotoweko, he looked solidly and look, at the touchy eye here, he just looked younger. He's 29. He's 29. And what, Akisiyama's like 31 or something. No, he's 35. 35. Kotoweko, he worked Akisiyama back to the bales. Akisiyama was in a lot of trouble here but really uh, found himself kind of moving left and right on the bales to keep himself in it. He was very active. I love it. When he found his balance, those slender legs suddenly started powering (laughs) him forward, took Kotoeko over the other side of the doyo and over the bales. I screamed when I saw this one. (laughs) This was an amazing effort from Makisawa. It was really cool. He was so active. Perhaps he felt like he was caught napping or something yesterday because he didn't do very much. He got some good angles even in that tricky position, and this was his first time beating Kotoeko. Oh, that's great news. So both of those Rikishi, Kotoeko and Akisiyama, are one and one. A surprise win, I would call it, for Akisiyama. Well, yeah, I mean, he he really dug himself out of a hole there. Kotoeko up against Okonomi was next, and Okonomi again, he's like, why am I down here? What's happening? He was keen for the win at Maegashira 12. He absorbed the charge from Kodonawaka, who actually is no easy bait. But he found the Kodonage win, Okonomi, rolling Kodonawaka down to the ground with superior movement and positioning. Well, I think it was an arm grab, but it was a Nawatenage win here. So it the, was, okay. Uh, Kodonawaka, he's not looking great out there at the moment. And I think it's his... Just lack of ability uh, these days. He just can't stop his opponent doing their style of sumo. I feel that everyone goes out there against him and they do what they do and he doesn't have a lot of tools to stop it. Yeah, he's looking a little bit bumbling at the moment and sort of letting people, as you say, move him around. And he just doesn't uh, assert himself in these bouts very well. Hopefully that changes, but at Mike Shear 11... Yeah, he needs to pull up his socks a little bit. Okunumi, as you said, dominating down at uh, Maegashira 12, 2-0, Kodnawaka winless on 0-2. and two. Chiyoshoma up next against Teretsuyoshi. Chiyoshoma opened with uh, a high thrusting attack that actually forced Teretsuyoshi low and off balance. He was so low that he couldn't really get his legs settled underneath him. Chiyoshoma continued forward. And Teretsuyoshi just couldn't get his feet stable and Chiyoshoma drove him to the dirt and over the bales, Oshidashi. Yeah, this was one of the ones where you just weren't quite sure what went wrong. Teretsuyoshi got himself in a bit of a tangle, one of his bad ones where he didn't look to have a solid plan. I, I think uh, Teretsuyoshi, he's a, he's a smaller rikishi, but he doesn't have that low balance that, say, Enho does. And here he was forced down too low. It wasn't his style of... Uh, you know, big man, small man sumo. And he struggled a bit here against Chiyoshoma. They both move to one and one. Shimanumi came up next against Tamawashi. Tamawashi 
looking good. He came straight forward today. There was no problem with his movement and he got the win straight away. His hand clamped on Shimanumi's face, escorting him straight across the Tawara. He looked much more decisive today. He won yesterday, yeah. but this was a big win. The Shimanumi def- like defence that we saw uh, three or four months ago has absolutely gone missing. I think we're, we're going to see echoes of his last basho where Shimanumi took a long time to get going. He yes. was 1-6. Yeah, and then had that one spectacular win. After and seven days. The rest of a disaster. Yeah. So, I mean, he went 4-11 last time, and I think that's when you've gone now 0-2, that starts to weigh on your mind quite heavily. Yeah, I think so. Because he would have had that winning feeling, right, with that great basho he had. Yep, before so that this one. This is what it feels like. Yep, and now he has that feeling of this is what a horror first week feels like. And you don't want to get in that mindset of going, I just need to get a win. Yeah. It doesn't lead to positive sumo. Shimanumi, can he pull himself out of this one? We will see his zero and <laughs> Tell two. me. I cannot see the future as hard as I try. Tabawashi, he is two and zero. Kagiyaki was up next against Endo, and I still feel a bit weird about seeing Endo so early in the Torakumi. Endo missed that scoop that he goes for often at the touchy eye. Kagiyaki, he powered forward. Endo was in trouble here as Kagiyaki steamed in, but Endo met the charge, twisted his body, and flung Kagiyaki over the bales. This looked good to me, but a monoe was called. Yeah, a bit of a late stage one. The replay showed Endo as he got Kagiyaki down, climbing up onto the Tawara and really balancing on it. It was so delicate. He His foot started to go over and you could oh. see him realise and he started to pull it back. It's such amazing um, well, feeling to have as the bat is going. The, the boom camera showed oh, an yeah. amazing angle of his so bail sense on this. Yeah. Yeah, his foot then went again towards the forbidden dirt and he pulled it back again. I found it quite hard on the replay to see whether it had gone out. So we just waited to hear the call, but it did go for the win with Endo. The Gyoji's uh, call was upheld. So a loss for Kagiyaki, a win for Endo. He's got two in a row down at Magashira 8. He's in, I guess, a bit of a similar position to Okonomi where they're they're down yeah. so far there, you know. Just pushing the kids around. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that kid is Kagiyaki. Yeah, He's also very good and very big and very experienced. Well, not not as experienced as Endo, but, um, yeah, he was able to snag the win today, which was good news for him. Tochinashin came up next against Tsurugisho. I just, I'm just going to say again how much I love seeing Tsurugisho back up here. He's just such a solid big guy, and to see him going up against Tochinashin, I loved it. And a lot of people talk about Tsurugisho's uh, early adoption of the brown mawashi. Oh, yeah, and about he's the trailblazer. He's the trailblazer. They say he's a very fashion-forward rikishi. <laughs> He was doing brown long before a lot of other people were. (laughs) Everyone wants the brown now. Well, they got on the belt, which uh, wasn't a bad idea, I don't reckon, for Tsurugisho. Tochinoshin doesn't quite have the power he used to, and so you... You know, the bigger guys can take a belt battle with him. It's still very brave to do. (laughs) A bit brave. (laughs) That's true. Well... Turned out not to be a good idea because <laughs> Tochinoshin found the better stance and he found the power to uh, body Tsurugisho back across the Tawara and get the Yorikiri win. So. This one, it was close. Yes. I have to I say, so. Tsurugisho was definitely in this. Did you see his face after this one? Oh, no. He looked shattered, oh, yeah. Tsurugisho. Like I, it, it 
told me he thought he had a real chance at beating Tochnoshin today and he was really disappointed in himself. Yeah, well, he's done some good belt work. If that was his plan, then yeah. he committed to it. He did. So he can't be too unhappy. After well, that can, win... because he is 0-2. Well, he can be 0-2. Tochnoshin, that's his first win. He is 1-1. One and one. Takara Fuji up against Ichinojo and business today was long belt battle. Both Rikishi locked up very early and they were breathing quite hard. And of course, those microphones were picking that up with very impressive fidelity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was Takara Fuji here who was continually initiating, but Ichinojo just looked impossible to move. The Gyoji was screaming Hakioi to get them going. And Takara Fuji heard that call. He again went on the attack, but Ichinojo here took a clever step backwards and thrust Takara Fuji down to the dirt. I thought that he, I mean, it was such a long bout that you couldn't really say that that was Ichinojo's plan at the edge, but no. he did it with such precision and such a, what looked like a cool head that um, I guess he's used to, I mean, that is one of his moves, isn't it? When when he gets close to the edge, he's kind of used to that thrusting to the side thing that, that quite a lot of them do. We see Sadanumi do it all the time and some of the others, um, but it was so clinical. He, Ichinojo knows how to stay in a bout. Yeah. Um, and it feels like sometimes long after his opponent has run out of gas, he can still do something like that in response. But it was definitely Takara Fuji who was the initiator today. Yeah, it was. And he gave it as much as he could. He's one and one. Ichinojo with that Chitate Dashinage win is two and zero. Hoshoryu now up against Hidna Umi. And at the Tachiya, Hidnumi met Hoshoryu chest to chest and then he backed off a little bit. And I felt like Hoshoryu was reaching forward here, almost stumbling. He was a bit off balance. And then as he uh, started to right himself, it actually paid off for Hidnumi uh, because he could take advantage of that, come back at Hoshoryu and push him out Oshidashi, getting his first win. I completely agree. It was a very considered counter from Hidnumi today. Yeah, he didn't pull, no. but he, he just did that moving back thing where there's suddenly a bit more space. Yeah, he gave himself time to assess what was going on. Hoshori was coming at him very hot here. Yeah, which he always does. Like he's always on you. He's always up in your in your space. Hidnumi, he continues to surprise. He continues to delight. That's his first win. <laughs> he's one and one and Hoshoryu is on the same score. Onosho up next against Myogiryu. The Tachiai was even here. Onosho was pushing high against Myogiryu's neck, but Myogiryu had his feet planted and they negated each other's power. Onosho, he wasn't waiting around. He pulled himself away, stepping aside, leaving Myogiryu to fall to the ground. Great stuff from Onosho. It was. He's like, I absolutely will not have another bad start to a basho. This is it. I'm going to do simple, my own brand of sumo. And it's going to work. Interesting. We're not seeing that, um, well, in the first couple of days, that explosive touchy eye from Onosho. More I considered. More considered. Mm. And, and we also noticed that he's heavier. We think he's heavier. Yeah. Someone remind us where the height and weight chart is of the Rikishi. Somebody's doing it in a, in a Discord. Yeah, right. 
One of the disc- sumo but, discords I've seen, someone has a chart now. But isn't, I mean, Nato Sumo told us that that statistic is notoriously hard to get. Yeah. So are they just like, and I feel I could do this, but are they just eyeballing the su- the, the ricochet on the video and going, yep. he looks <laughs> about 210? Popping him on the virtual scale. Yeah. <laughs> well, on Osho, I noticed that um, he always looks um, like he's big around the tummy, but I've actually noticed that in the chest area, he's a bit more... Welling down for want of a better word. Like he's there's more there. I think he looks strong across the shoulders. Yeah, I think he's put on weight. Yeah, and and I think this is part of you know what we what we need to see him do to continue his success. Mm. As you said, a two zero would be a, a welcome relief to the horror that was the four eleven from last <laughs> basho. Your Giryu is zero and two. Kiribayama was up next against Komasubi Daiesho. He's not honorary Sekuiwake anymore, is he? No, he lost that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Just plain old Komasubi Daiesho. And somehow all of a sudden Daiesho was on the belt. I don't think he wanted to be, but it was almost like he had to grab Kiribayama's belt to stop himself from being thrown because Kiribayama straight away went for some kind of tricky move. And from here, Daesho hung on to the belt for dear life. He was trying to think back to his uh, training days to remember what you do on the belt. He was able to lift Kiribayama up and come forward. Kiribayama then here went for another throw. He tried to get out of the way. But Daesho, if there's one thing he knows how to do, it's keep coming forward. And he was able to crush Kiribayama down Yori Taoshi. Congratulations, Daesho. But I have to say, no one loses like Kiribayama. You know, he's <laughs> always competitive. Mm. And you're right. Even when he was on the back foot, he tried to manufacture a win here. And I think that's a sign of a great ricochet. Daesho looked a little uncomfortable on the belt, though, I have to say. Yeah, it's like he, I think he found himself in that position. Yeah. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, it's like we're with this. It's like when we've seen Tucker Keisho get on the belt, and you can almost see that him register go, what do I do now? That is my favorite. I almost want to go back to that one bout yeah. where we was like suddenly on the belt and get it or find one of the photography office oh. pictures of that and like frame it. Imagine if they had the boom cam then. Oh, yeah, getting close. Oh. Just whiz it in, into the actual right day. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. don't, they have to move around it. We want to see it up close. So a win for Daesho after losing yesterday. Uh, he's one and one. Kiribayama hasn't managed to snag one yet, but we've seen this, this happen to him. It'll before. come. It'll come. Hopefully at Maegashira 4. Well, when we talk about Battle of Hearts, mm. we talk about about like this Sekiwake Takeyasu against Maegashira 3 Chinakuni. We were talking before this about how with Chinakuni's you know, injured right hand, that rib injury, he really would not want to get on the belt with Takeyasu because he'll lose that straight away. When this bout got going, we saw exactly that. Chiena Kuni was pushing and he slapped wildly at Takeyasu out of the touchy eye and he seemed determined to keep the distance from our new favourite Sekiwake. Takeyasu, he was forced now to play the Chiena Kuni game, but it seems like his thrusting attacks didn't quite have the sting and Chiena Kuni was able to keep himself in this by moving around and keeping himself safe. Uh, you know, I do say that Takeyasu didn't look comfortable, but eventually he had worked Chinakuni back against the bales. Chinakuni, in an attempt to get away, his feet got tangled. He fell down. Win to Takeyasu. God, Takeyasu is lucky, wasn't he? I thought there are many opportunities he could have put Chinakuni away. He had his hand on his head several times trying to push him down. It was a bit like a schoolyard brawl, really, with everyone chanting, fight, fight. I, I don't mind this. I, I really think that Chinakuni went out 
there with a game plan. Yeah. And as best he could with his broken body, he executed. Although Chinakuni never had a chance to win this. It was very defensive. Oh, I was worried him. a couple of times. I mean, not worried. I, I thought he might have a chance a couple of times. Yeah. I, d- I didn't quite see that opening. Takeyasu... Yeah, this wasn't pretty sumo, was it? It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like yesterday. He uh, he looked much better, if better means you know good sumo, good decisive sumo. But he stayed up. He didn't let Chonakuni push him back too far. Yeah. He didn't get turned around, yes. which can happen to yeah. Takeyasu. Uh, he stayed in the right position, and he was finally able to get the Tsukitaoshi win over Chonakuni, who is zero two. Uh, Sekiwake Takeyasu, he's got two wins on the board. Great stuff. Tobizaru came up next against Sekiwake Takanosho and he chose to go chest to chest with Takanosho. Did you think this was no, a good idea? No, I mean, this is the Tobizaru way, isn't yeah. it? The confusion. <laughs> yeah, he, he'll often... Yeah, do something you're not quite expecting. Well, can I take this opportunity now to contrast? I was saying about Kodnawaka before, can't force his opponent to move outside their own style. Tobizaru is an expert at this. Mm. He made Takanosho not do his style of sumo. Yeah. And I almost wasn't calling this a, well, let me tell you what happened. Yeah. He's low. <laughs> we are getting got ahead, ahead of myself. Yeah. He got the perfect angle and he was able to push Takanosho out, Oshidashi. Yeah. I was calling this a bit of a loss from Takanosho rather than a win from Tobizaru. How but dare then, you? I know, but then when I thought about it again and when I watched the replay, well, the reason I called it that was because I thought Takanosho wasn't able to deal with him. But then he wasn't able to deal with him because yeah. he was in such a perfect position. He had attacked him straight on, which he probably wasn't expecting. And he got his shoves in exactly the right spot. So it absolutely was a win for Yeah, Tobizaru. I mean, he's like an iceberg, Tobizaru. Like the, the sumo you see <laughs> isn't the sumo that's actually going on under the surface. <laughs> <laughs> well, Takanosho was very passive, couldn't do anything about the whirlwind, the iceberg of Tobizaru, and uh, they both moved to 1-1 on day two. Well, we're going to move in to the last four bouts of day two. The Ozeki are up. And the first Ozeki we have is Asuniyama up against Meisei. This was a picture-perfect touchy eye from Asuniyama as he met Meisei solidly, powered forward. His centre of gravity was low. Meisei gave ground and looked absolutely gone. But on the bales, he grabbed the upper body of Asuniyama uh, held him under his left arm and swung him around his body. Asunyama stayed in this for an extra 0.5 of a second, but Meisei was behind him and pushed him out. It was kind of like rugby or, I mean, I don't watch American football often, but, you know, when you, they're waiting there and they take that charge and they use all that momentum to bring them down. Yeah. You know, a perfectly executed tackle. You don't tackle in sumo, but this this was kind of a, a version of it, wasn't it? But, but I, I do think there's something a bit different about this bout. So let's look at someone like Chiyotaru, who in his day would steam in, or, or Nosho, and you know they're putting their head down, their eyes are down, and you can deal with that. This was not that from Asuniyama today. It was a very controlled, strong, conscious mm. touchy eye that may say just turned. Yeah. It really did look, though, that he had that plan to do that. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Before, yep. that he let 
a sunny armor, or when that happened off the touchy eye, perhaps. Yeah. He was like, I know what to do with this. He's now just going to drive forward. And although it's not an uncontrolled drive, I can still yeah, take can that still momentum and, and get him down. So the first Ezeki lost because they all won yesterday. Can and, I, I want to put an idea yeah. to you. So what's it called when you beat a Yokozuna? Um, Kimboshi. <laughs> And, and what is ki- you can't ask me a question like that. Okay. instantly that puts the sure. answer out of my head. But literally, what does that mean in English? Uh, gold star. Okay, so because we don't have a yokozuna, I want to put forward the idea of ginboshis. So gin is the Japanese word for silver, mm-hmm. and today Meisei gets the first sumo mainichi ginboshi. Yes, well done, Meisei. We should have had a little tune there. We didn't have a ginboshi tune ready to go, but congratulations, Meisei. He did get a an interview. Yeah, well, I mean, he's his stoic self. Yeah. Hasn't quite finished that media training he said he'd knock off, the online uh, training module. Yeah, the one that says get a bit more personality. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love him. He's all right, Meisei. So the first, yeah, first Ozeki loss, it's unfortunately Asaniyama, who is my pick for the U show. I'm trying to say it a little bit more yes. often. Yes, good. So that I remember who my prediction was. You need to be held accountable. Yes. <laughs> um, but congratulations to Meisei. Both of these guys are now one and one. The second Ozeki up was Terunofuji and he came up against Mogashira 1 Hokutafuji. Hokutafuji was very slippery here for Terunofuji. He didn't make it easy. He gave him a real scare. Terunofuji got around him early, but Hokutafuji just wouldn't let him totally in. It was a real back and forth here, battle of the arms and the chests, a bit of flailing and shoving, but Hokutafuji couldn't stop Terunofuji for long. He is a force. He gets the hug. He turns Hokutafuji around and wouldn't you know it, he pushes at him out from behind a Kuridashi. Yeah. He looked good today. But let's like let's really appreciate the Hokuto Fuji effort here. He brought a bit of he, chaos in there, but it wasn't did, enough. And he really took it to Terunofuji. Yeah. You're right, it wasn't enough. And Terunofuji just looks in complete control of his sumo at the moment. Oh, he he can deal with a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. I think. And if he can deal with Hokuto Fuji, there are, you know, only a handful of Rikishi who can bring that chaos mm. at that level. When he first came back, I was really worried when this style of sumo went up against him because I thought, well, if he can't, he's a real controller, yeah. right? And he wants to get in his own position, like all of them, but him especially. And he's so dominant from that position. And I was really worried if he couldn't get himself in his yeah. preferred position. But now I actually don't worry as much. When I saw this attack come from Hokuto Fuji, I'm like, well, he's probably going to, Turner Fuji's probably going to be able to deal with it. Yep, he's exactly. just increasing our confidence in him bout by bout. Well, Ozeki Terunofuji, 2-0. He's 2-0. and zero. He's Hoka- on the leaderboard. There's a lot of them. Hokuto Fuji at Maegashira 1 is 0-2 and boy, he'd be used to that score. You know, he, he's at the top of Maegashira, Hokuto Fuji, he always has rough first weeks. Yeah. But let's keep the faith. Ozeki Shodai up next against Maegashira 1, Wakataka Kage. Wakataka Kage came out all guns blazing here and Shodai looked absolutely shell-shocked. Wakataka Kage, he grabbed the steering wheel here and moved Shodai around the doyo before dumping him over the bales. A very, very dominant performance from Wakataka Kage. It was. There was a mono he called, actually, on this Yeah, this one. was a strange one. Very late. It was probably worth checking the feet, but the win stood. It was quite clear yeah, very in clear. the replay that... Uh, Shodai had stepped out before Wakataka Kage. And what this means is there's two things. One is a great win for Wakataka Kage and we saw him um, 
who has, performed very well. Has anyone heard from Hiro? Yeah, he's in a coma okay? of his own making from <laughs> a happiness coma. He's just screaming. If he's in an apartment in yeah. Tokyo, just the rest of the 11 floors of the apartment. Just through the walls you hear, You've done it. Wow. It also means a double, double brother win. So we saw Wakamoto Haru win in Jurio. We saw Wakataka Kage just win. So there's our first double brother. We also saw Tobizaru and Hidnumi. So what a treat on day two. Lovely. And friend of the podcast, Tim Sumo, also alerted us to the third brother, who we haven't forgotten. He's there. Wakatakamoto. Wakatakamoto. He won yesterday and he did, he's in Makushita. He didn't fight today. Boy. But we do have the, the potential of a, a triple-double. A triple-double. Mm. We will keep a close eye on that. Wakataka Kage, one and one. Shodai, same score. Final bout of the day, Komasubi Mitakumi up against Ozeki Takakesho. We've already had two Ozeki losses and one win. What can Takakesho do? It's a very enthusiastic bout, full of colour and movement. It's really one to watch. Takakesho looked to have the upper hand early, but Mitakumi has a newfound ability and optimism even for a late stage win. He was on fire. He got low. He didn't let Takakesho shove him too hard or in the right place in that crucial chest area. He kept his balance. He got up in Takakesho's grill and he got Takakesho out. Oshita, Oshita. Wow. On the day we conceive the Ginboshi, we've handed out three. <laughs> so the Ozeki yesterday, all 4-1, and today only Terunofuji could pick up a win. Well, the only problem with that is that you can't get a Kimboshi if you're Sanyaku. So no. Mitakumi actually can't get one, but are we just going to do it anyway? Well, that's the Kimboshi. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The Gimboshi. I'm sorry to... Doesn't matter. Muck up your rules. Doesn't, Doesn't matter, matter where you come from. Anyone can get one. Anyone can get one. Magashira, 17, Komasubi. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, doesn't matter. <laughs> Even if you're coming up from Jurio in a programming mistake, you can get one. Uh, I thought Mitakumi was so impressive in this bout. He was great. He just stayed in this long enough to, uh, I wouldn't say wear Takakesho out, but he made Takakesho play all of his cards really early and then got in close. And then really, that's when you're going to beat Takakesho. Yep, it's two great wins for Mitakumi. And by great, I mean he, like you said, and like I said before, he stayed in it yeah. long enough to recover and to keep, you know, really trying and doing good sumo. So with that win, Mitakumi evens the ledger between these two. Oh, it's wow. 10 and 10 now. There, uh, There is an extra win on Mitakumi's side, which was a Fusensho. So let's not count that. But this is certainly shaping up as a modern well, day rivalry. Well, I mean, rivalry. it's been a rivalry for so yes, long. They came up together. They went to university together. They... It's a great rivalry, these two. And this one will be Mitakumi just going, you gotcha. check yourself. Yeah. Did you notice in Mitakumi's interview, he was sporting a very uh, large gash to, above his right eye? Yeah, did eye. that happen during the bout? It must have. It, yeah. it looked fresh. This wasn't the same one that was famously taped up with a no, huge sock. No, because that was the other side. Sock. It was the other side. <laughs> the um, so hopefully that's just a, a surface thing. But I bet you the uh, boys at the, uh, the hair with the... Uh, you know, with the bandages yeah. and the tape. They'll be getting it nice Licking their lips, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Got to protect that. Big Dave Sumo. Yep. Ozeki stumbled today. Let's have a look at the bouts for tomorrow. Mitakumi comes up against Chinakuni. Would you believe they've met seven times? 
and Chinakuni has never beaten Mitakumi. Oh, yeah, right. Now, I feel most people have beaten Mitakumi <laughs> at some <laughs> you'd, point. You'd have yeah. to think so. You'd have to think. With his spade of eight sevens. Yeah. <laughs> Kirabiyama takes on Takanosho. Takiyasu has a very big challenge in Meisei tomorrow. Hokuto Fuji and Takakeisho. Wow. They've met 19 times. Takakeisho has won 11 of those, but Hokuto Fuji in very good form, even though he's lost a bunch here already. Asuniyama takes on Wakataka Kage. Tobizaru goes up against Terana Fuji. Tobizaru has beaten Terana Fuji once in their three meetings. Hmm. When was that, that? I don't know. Let me look. Click. It was day 12, 2018. Yeah. Tobizaru was Jurio 13. Yeah. Yes. And Terana Fuji was Jurio 8. But I mean, still, he was still going really well in Jurio. He was going very he well was in Jurio. dominating. Yep. Didn't stay there long. The last bout of the day, Shodai up against Daisho. Mm-hmm. A big, big test for Shodai. I have to say I love having Forozeki. Just a real bang at the end. Me too. Yeah. I love it. I think it's really good. And I think uh, the expectations coming into this Basho was that one of those four Ozeki will win this. Yep. So some big, big questions what being asked. What was your prediction? I said, well, my head said Terunofuji. Yes, that's right. And my heart said something like Takiyasu. Did it? I can't remember. No. This is why we should have written it down. We said that at the time. Well, we did, but then we deleted it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. That's how we work because we're Australian and carefree. Thank you so much for listening to Sumo Mainichi. We'll be back with you for day three. This is already, I'm going to call it early, it's shaping up to be a great basho. I agree. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Bye.